Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we're going to be previewing all of our upcoming NFL action in week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. So guys, make sure you sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, or sip on some of your coffee if you're heading to work right now. Because, you know, we've got a good episode up here today. So we're going to talk about all of our games, Thursday Night Football, a Battle of California, or what used to be the Battle of California between the Las Vegas Raiders and the LA Rams. And then we got all these amazing games on Sunday, including the Jets and Bills in the AFC East matchup. We've also got, um, let me look real quick, all the games we've got going on. The Dolphins and Chargers on Sunday Night Football. And then on Monday Night Football, we head out to Glendale, Arizona, as we had the New England Patriots taking on against the disappointing Arizona Cardinals. So, Anyway, guys, before we get into all of these matchups here in Week 14, please make sure that you like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast to everybody so that they can also stay up to date with anything college football and NFL related. And guys, thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that y'all do here just to show support, whether that's just dropping a listen, joining the monthly supporter program, you know, following on Instagram or TikTok, liking, just whatever y'all do, seriously. Thank you so much. It truly means the world to me. But like I always say here, guys, I don't want to waste y'all's time. I don't want to waste my time either. So let's get right into today's episode. And to kick it all off here in week 14, we're going to go to Thursday night as we have a good Thursday night football matchup at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Amazon Prime. We have the Las Vegas Raiders who are currently riding a three-game win streak last week. Got a pretty good win against the Los Angeles Chargers and you know they're gonna be taking on the LA Rams at SoFi Stadium and for the for the Rams you know the run game looked a little bit more alive last week you know obviously you're down to pretty much your second and third string quarterback with Matthew Stafford being out for the rest of the year but it just didn't but the pass game is just gonna be non-existent in this game you don't have Allen Robinson you don't have Cooper Cup you know you have Tyler Higby still you have Tutu Atwell and and Van Jefferson but at the same time this offense is just not the same with how poor the offensive line has been and how good of a pass rush the Raiders do have with guys like Max Crosby and Chandler Jones who Chandler Jones had his first real good game as a Raider last week putting up three sacks in that game against the Chargers so in this game between the Rams and Raiders I think the Raiders defense despite them always giving up a ton of points I think they're going to be able to get to the quarterback a lot get to John Wolford a ton in this game so definitely expect quite a decent amount of sacks in this game and you know the Raiders who are currently riding that three game win streak we just talked about I think they're going to make it four in this game against the Rams so give me the Las Vegas Raiders over the LA Rams and then also too on top of that for the Raiders Devontae Adams is playing really good this year it's not getting talked a lot about because of how bad the Raiders or I won't say went bad but just how underwhelming they've been you know not being able to close out close games going into the fourth quarter but they're starting to turn that ship around right now and Devontae Adams deserves a huge huge ton of credit for that alongside him and Josh Jacobs anyways y'all that's going to wrap up our Thursday night game so now let's head down to Sunday as you all know our main day of games and to kick it all off here in our noon slate at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We're going to have the Houston Texans traveling down or traveling up, mind you, to AT&T Stadium in Arlington to take on the Dallas Cowboys who are coming off one of the 
biggest blowouts probably in recent memory. Had an amazing fourth quarter against the Indianapolis Colts. Put up 33 unanswered points, which is just absurd. The defense was absolutely lights out. You know, being able to get to the quarterback, stopping the run of Jonathan Taylor. And then the offense, you know, despite Dak Prescott struggling a little bit, was able to get things going in the second half. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott continued to be a good 1A, 1B tandem in the backfield. You know, CeeDee Lamb still is doing CeeDee Lamb things. Michael Gallup's looking pretty good. You know, just the Cowboys offense right now, it's nothing absurd, right? But the offensive line play has stepped up when they needed it the most. Tyler Smith, their first-round pick in this past year's draft, Everybody really questioned it, myself included. You know, why would you get this guy from Tulsa who has a track record of a ton of holding penalties? You know, why would you pick a guy like that? Well, he's making all of us bite our words as he's absolutely been phenomenal so far in his rookie year for the Cowboys, you know, stepping in for the injured Tyron Smith. And, you know, speaking of Tyron Smith, you know, the former All-Pro um, left tackle, his 21-day window period has now been opened as well. So he might be returning here pretty soon for the Cowboys, which will be huge for their um, offensive line, which will allow Tyler Smith to move back to guard. So anyway, in this game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans, the only real thing the Cowboys are going to need to worry about is probably Damian Pierce, the rookie running back for the Texans, who's been having a really good rookie year despite this Texans team being absolutely god-awful. You know, Kyle Allen had another multi-pick game last week against the Browns. Um, you know, in this game, I don't think it's going to be close whatsoever, you know, especially with it being played up at AT&T Stadium. I think the Cowboys and the offense are going to get started quickly. And I just think Micah Parsons, Dorrance Armstrong, Demarcus Lawrence, Trayvon Diggs, and that whole defense of the Dallas Cowboys, they're just going to have a field day against this offense of the Houston Texans. So give me the Dallas Cowboys in this matchup against the Houston Texans. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we're going to go out to Orchard Park, New York at Highmark Stadium as we have the New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills in a really big AFC East matchup. Now, for the Jets, you know, he finally made the transition to um, Mike White, you know, bench Zach Wilson after the comments he made after the Patriots game you know just and also I don't think it's just that too I mean he's just been playing super bad this whole entire season and even a little bit last year you know show flashes last year but this year really haven't gotten much you know but also out of about outside of that the Jets offense has been really good under Mike White now he did throw the football a ton against the Vikings 57 attempts you know, did throw two interceptions, which you never want to happen, but him and um, Garrett Wilson have been absolutely on fire. Garrett Wilson had 162 receiving yards last week against the Vikings, which I think he's definitely up there in terms of Offensive Rookie of the Year award status, up there with guys like Chris Olave, his former Ohio State teammate. And then on the defensive side of the football, you know, the Jets have surprisingly had one of the best defenses in the AFC, you know, Majorly led by Sauce Gardner, the rookie, DJ Reed, a free agent acquisition from Seattle. You know, they've kind of solidified the cornerback position. You got CJ Mosley at middle linebacker. So this team has got a lot of talent all the way around, but they're going up against a really good Buffalo Bill offense with guys like Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, James Cook, who's really emerged as a 1A, 1B type of running back room with him and Devin Singletary. So this offense against this Bills defense, or this offense against the Jets defense, mind you, I think it's going to give this Jets defense a little bit of trouble. You know, we saw what what you know what the Minnesota Vikings could not do against the Jets. So I think the Bills are going to incorporate a little bit of that into theirs and a little bit of their game planning. And you know, especially since it's going to be played up there in Orchard Park, I think it's going to be really hard for the Bills to lose this one at home, considering they're favored by nine and a half as well. Now, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll cover, but I do think they will get the, this win against their um, AFC East rival. So give me the Buffalo Bills over the New York Jets. 
Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we're going to have yet another rivalry game. This time, we're going to stay in the AFC South, but we're going to go up north as we have a great AFC North matchup between the Cleveland Browns, led by their now starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who... Looked really rusty last week against the Houston Texans, but I think a lot of us needed to expect that considering he has not played a regular season game of football since back in January of 2021, which, yeah, it's almost about two years. So just got, he's definitely going to take a few games to get um, acclimated back into being a starting quarterback. But this is not a game that you're going to want to have if you have a quarterback who has not played for about two years as they're going on the road to Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, who are coming off a great win against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs last week. Um, for the Bengals, you know, despite not having Joe Mixon, they've really found themselves a good running back too, and Samaje Piran, who has completely become a touchdown machine, was able to get a little bit more rushing yards last week. But, I mean, this offense has been clicking so well. Jamar Chase came, coming back. He balled out. I mean, made one heck of a catch on the sideline. Now, it was incomplete because he was out of bounds, but just it shows just how talented Jamar Chase is. You know, you guys still got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, who's actually been a pretty solid free agent acquisition for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then the defense as well. You know, the pass rush with guys like Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, and then, you know, in the defensive back wise, when you got guys like Jesse Bates. So this team is super talented, and that's without even having one of their best cornerbacks in Cheeto Bay Awuzie. So in this game between the Bengals and Browns, I think Deshaun Watson is still going to be super rusty, so probably expect them to give Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt a decent amount of carries. But if we saw what happened last week, the Bengals did a pretty good job of stopping the run of Isaiah Pacheco. So in this game between the Bengals and Browns in this AFC North rivalry game, I'm going to take Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals once again. So give me the Bengals over the Browns in this matchup. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have yet another divisional matchup. I mean, we have so many divisional matchups going on this weekend, but we're going to go to the NFC. We're still going to be in the North, but we're going to go to the NFC North as we have Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings going on the road to take on the Detroit Lions. Now, if you're a better and you know, you're listening to this right now and the spread is still minus one for Detroit, take Minnesota by a mile. I know the Lions, they looked really good last week, but they were also playing against a really bad Jacksonville Jaguars team whose quarterback got banged up right, right before the end of the first half. Um, you know, defensive wise, they did a really good job containing them, not allowing them to get a lot of points. You know, Amon Ross St. Brown, who's one of the really bright stars here in the NFL, young bright stars. DJ Chark also looked good, the former Jacksonville Jaguar. Jared Goff looked really good. So, you know, they had a lot of positives last week, but you're going up against a way better team, one of the top teams in the NFC and the Minnesota Vikings, who have got a way better offense with Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin freaking Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and then went out and got um, went out and got uh, T.J. Hawkinson, who is going to be having his first game back in Detroit too. So obviously, you know, there might be a little bit of a chip on his shoulder going into this game. So between the Vikings and Lions, as much as I love the underdog story of the Lions, you know, with Dan Campbell and everything like that, you know, trying to claw their way into a playoff spot, I just don't see them winning this game. I know it's at home. But the Minnesota Vikings are just too stacked of a team. They have a really good head coach in Kevin O'Connell, who in his first year as head coach has led them to a 10-2 record, which was something Mike Zimmer could really never do. So in this game between the Vikings and Lions, I'm going to have to go with my gut, and my gut tells me the Vikings are going to win. So give me the Minnesota Vikings over the Detroit Lions. Now, y'all, for our next noon game, we have three more noon games, which the rest of them are all going to be divisional matchups. But um, we're now going to go back to the AFC, but we're going to go down south in the AFC South 
as at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. Now, for both of these teams, they're coming off pretty upsetting weeks, right? The Lions got blown out up in Detroit against the Lions. And then for the Titans, they pretty much got blown out against the Philadelphia Eagles up in Philly. So in this matchup, I still like the Titans. I know their defense, you know, secondary-wise is still really young. And the Jaguars, they like to pass the football a ton to guys like Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and all those guys. But the Titans, their run game going up against this really weak Jacksonville Jaguar team who just got absolutely torched throwing the football as well. This will be a good game for Traylon Burks if he's if, he, if he's healthy because I know he got banged up. I think it was a concussion issue against the Philadelphia Eagles. So in this game between the Titans and Jaguars with you know Trevor Lawrence still being a little bit banged up with that leg injury when he got twisted under kind of like crocodile style almost. So... In this game, you know, Tennessee, they're minus three and a half. I really like those odds because I think Tennessee should be able to beat the Jaguars at least by a touchdown. And, you know, Travis Etienne also being a little bit banged up as well. And just this Jaguar offense still rebuilding, especially defensive side of the football as well. Give me Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans because we've seen what Derrick Henry's been able to do in his career against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And normally he's, he's bound to have a 100-yard rushing game each time he plays them. So, I expect that to happen in this game, so give me the Titans over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, y'all, for our next game, and one of the bigger games we're going to have this weekend in a big-time NFC East matchup but at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we're going to have the those absolutely on-fire Philadelphia Eagles going to MetLife Stadium to take on their NFC East rival, the New York Giants. Now, for the Eagles... Their offense continues to be one of the best. They they arguably have the Heisman, or not Heisman, I'm thinking of college football. They have the MVP front runner right now with Jalen Hurts, who had yet another near-perfect game last week. Him and A.J. Brown were connecting like crazy against the Titans. You know, A.J. Brown getting traded from the Titans over to Philly meant a little bit something to him, but also having a guy like Jalen Hurts throwing you the football is not too shabby as well, as he had, I think, about 250-plus passing yards, had a, had a few touchdowns himself, had three touchdowns in the first half. I mean, this Philadelphia Eagle offense is pretty much unstoppable unstoppable unless they're playing the Washington Commanders which obviously we, we've seen how good they've been so far but um for the Eagles they're 5-0 currently on the road which they're perfect and they're definitely going to need to do that here in a few weeks when they play the Dallas Cowboys um, on Christmas Eve so in this matchup between the Eagles and Giants it's really hard for me to want to go with the Giants because with all the injuries they've got going on they lost Wandale Robinson I just, it, I just, and then the offensive line also being a little bit inconsistent at times as well. And they're going up against a really good pass rush with guys like Robert Quinn, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. You also got Josh Sweat. I mean, this this Eagles team is just all around one of the most complete teams in the NFL. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles over the New York Giants. Now, y'all, for our final noon game that we do have, and it's going to be another rivalry game, and this is arguably one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. At 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in a matchup of two very, very decent teams that hate each other's guts. Now, for the Ravens, they're banged up once again. It, it seems like it's a constant theme where the Ravens are just constantly getting injured. They lost Lamar Jackson last week in the first quarter due to an ankle injury, and he likely will not be playing in this game. And even if he does play, He's not going to be able to be 100%, not going to be able to run the football the same way he wants to. So expect them probably to go with their backup in Tyler Huntley, who didn't necessarily play horrible when he had to come in last week against the Broncos. But just you can tell not having a guy like Lamar Jackson that really makes your offense you know, go 
definitely hurt them a ton. And obviously, play calling has been horrible so far this year. Greg Roman definitely needs to get fired at the end of the year. And then to make matters worse with all their struggles going on right now, and it's funny to say they're struggling because they're sitting at 8-4 and four right now. But if you watch this team and they only put up 10 points last week against the, the Denver Broncos and the, their only touchdown in the game really and their only source of points in the game came in under a minute or with under a minute left in the game last week against the Broncos, that's not normally a winning formula. And now you're going up against another really good and stout defense of the Steelers who has a healthy T.J. Watt, has a healthy Cameron Hayward, has a healthy Minka Fitzpatrick who had the game-sealing interception last week against the um, – Oh, my Lord, I can't even think who they played against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And then also on top of that, the offense has been clicking a little bit better. You know, Kenny Pickett starting to show a lot more signs of developing, you know, learning from a lot of those rookie mistakes he had early on. You know, Najee Harris has looked pretty good. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth. You know, all around this Pittsburgh Steelers team, despite them being very young, they're getting things figured out. And going, going up against this really banged-up Baltimore Ravens team, I think they're going to continue that trend. So in this game, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I might be a little bit biased because the Steelers are kind of my family's team. But I just looking all around and looking how banged up the Ravens are and how probably lackluster their offense is going to be in this game. And as good of a defense they're going up against, which can get you turnovers. You know, we saw Minka Fitzpatrick do it. TJ Watt's been able to do it. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game over the Baltimore Ravens. Now, y'all, we're going to head to our late slate of games and to kick it all off And what was originally our Sunday Sunday night football matchup, but it got flexed um, in exchange for the Dolphins and Chargers game. We have an AFC West matchup at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS between Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Oh, man, oh, man, Bronco fans, I know y'all have been dreading this matchup, and I do not blame you because, well, Russell Wilson and that offense continue to be historically one of the worst offenses we have seen in recent memory. And, you know, you can put the blame on, you know, well, our offensive line is banged up beyond belief. You know, we lost three of our starters before the year even started on offensive line. You know, we didn't have Tim Patrick who tore his ACL at the beginning of the year. Play calling has been horrendous under Nathaniel Hackett. Russell Wilson has been missing throws and everything like that. But, you know, regardless, the offense is horrible of the Denver Broncos, and they're going up against a pretty solid defense in the Chiefs who, yes, got a little bit battle-tested last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. But I think right now the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the top teams in the AFC up there with the teams like the Dolphins and, you know, our other opponent in this game, the um, Kansas City Chiefs. So for the Chiefs, their offense is still going to do good. Patrick Mahomes did pretty solid. Travis Kelsey, you know, had a little bit of an issue. You know, had a really costly fumble, but still I think in this game they're going to really be able to bounce back, especially against a just horrifyingly bad um, Denver Bronco team who despite having you know two interceptions two of them coming from their Pro Bowl uh, safety in um, Justin Simmons they still found a way to loss they couldn't close out the game I think this game is just gonna be absolutely embarrassing for the Broncos so give me the Kansas City Chiefs over the Denver Broncos now y'all for our next game at 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox and you know Two of the more boring offenses in the league so far this year. We have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to San Francisco to take on the now Jimmy G-less San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, well, for you know San Francisco, you lost Jimmy G to a foot injury. He's out for the rest of the year. So in comes Mr. Irrelevant from this past year's draft, Brock Purdy out of Iowa State, who, being a TCU fan, we played him every year for four years. 
He's not a bad quarterback. He's able to throw the football need be. Also is able to hand the football off pretty darn well because his running back up at Iowa State just so happened to be New York Jets star running back Brees Hall. So, you know, he's able to hand the football off pretty darn well, and the 49ers have themselves a really good back in Christian McCaffrey. I think in this game, they're going to make sure that Brock Purdy does not have to do too much necessarily throwing the football. You know, they've got guys like Debo Samuel, and we just talked about Christian McCaffrey. So they're going to try and incorporate a little bit more short, you know, short yardage passing situations, not really have him try to test his arm whatsoever because Debo Samuel will give you yards after catch, yards after contact, whatever you need. And, you know, now they're going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneer um, defense, which played really well against the New Orleans Saints, limited Alvin Kamara to less than 30 yards rushing and 30 yards receiving. Andy Dalton, who looked really good in the first half in that Monday night football matchup, just was her, just did, couldn't get anything going in the second half. And I think this game's going to be a pretty interesting battle between these two teams. You know, obviously, if Jimmy G was playing, I would easily say the 49ers, but a part of me wants to pick Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But seeing how bad their offense was through three and a half quarters of football, it really worries you. But then also you look at their final two possessions on offense, and you're like, okay, that's the Buccaneer team we should have been seeing from the get-go. So, you know, in this game between the Buccaneers and 49ers, it's really going to come down to, you know, who's able to get started quicker, right? Who's going to be able to get the most points going, at, you know, as quick as they possibly can out the gate? You know, we know the 49ers are not going to blow you out and point differential and be able to score so much more points than you. But they're able to get the points when they need the points. And in this game against the Buccaneers, I know I picked against the 49ers. I had the Dolphins. And, well, I regret doing that last week. And I really don't want to pick against the 49ers once again. So give me the 49ers over at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, y'all, for our next game at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we're going to go up to Seattle, Washington. We're going to stay on the uh, the West Coast as we have the Carolina Panthers, who now do not have Baker Mayfield anymore. Baker Mayfield got released due to the fact that he was the third-string quarterback on the Panthers roster, which is just funny to think because a few months ago when they traded for him, we thought he was going to eventually be able to become their franchise guy. So, But anyway, you know, they're going forward with Sam Darnold, who had a pretty good week against the Denver Broncos you know, right before their bye week last week. So, you know, they're going on the road in a very tough environment up in Seattle at Lumen Field, taking on Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, whose offense – it just continues to thrive. Geno Smith had a dang near perfect game last week as well. Him, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett were just absolutely phenomenal. Metcalf and Lockett both had over 125 yards receiving apiece. You know, Kenneth Walker's a little bit banged up as well, so don't expect the run game to be able to do too much. But we're just seeing how well the pass game is of the Seattle Seahawks and them going up against a secondary of the Carolina Panthers, which is still very young got guys like J.C. Horn, but they also lost Deontay Jackson, I think, was it against the Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football, or a few weeks back, they lost him for the rest of the year, so in this game between the Panthers and Seahawks, you've got to go with the Seahawks, man, and you know, and, and funny enough, if you're a betting man, and you want to talk a little bit about betting, you know, me, I'm not the best better, but in this game, Seattle is favored only by three and a half, so if you're a betting man, I would definitely pick Seattle definitely with minus three and a half, so take their money and a spread line, and in this game, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, so give me the Seahawks over the Carolina Panthers. Now, finally, guys, to wrap us up here on Sunday Night Football, we have a really interesting offensive matchup at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. We have Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins, who offense got a little bit starstruck last week against the San Francisco 49ers defense. You know, they lost Jalen Waddle. Tua Tagovailoa was a little bit banged up towards the end of the game as well. You know, Tyreek Hill still did pretty good, over 130 yards receiving. 
But, um, you know, obviously they went up against one of the best defenses in the NFL. But this week they're going to get a little bit of a break. You know, going on the road, you're going to L.A., you're going up against one of the more injury-riddled defenses in the league. You know, they still got Derwin James. They still have Khalil Mack. They still have Asante Samuel. But they don't have their all-pro cornerback, J.C. Jackson, who they paid a ton, a ton of money to ton of money to get from New England. So in this matchup between the Dolphins and the Chargers, despite the Dolphins maybe not having Jalen Waddle. I think their offense should still be really good. I think Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, um, Tua Tagovailoa, Mike Gusecki, and then obviously Tyreek Hill. I think they're all going to want to bounce back majorly in this game. And, you know, for the uh, Miami Dolphins defense, you know, biggest thing is be able to stop the pass game of the Chargers. If you're able to stop the pass game, you'll win the game because the Chargers cannot run the football whatsoever. You eliminate Austin Eckler out of the game plan for the Chargers. And, you know, it's going to be game over, you know. The Chargers are a little bit more healthy on offense now. They got Keenan Allen back, but they still do not have Mike Williams. So in this game on Sunday night football between the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm going to have to go with my gut once again. So give me the Miami Dolphins over Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers as we now are going to wrap up all of our games on Sunday. So let me know what y'all's personal favorite game is y'all are looking forward to. Mine's definitely got to be the Jets and Bills game just because we've seen how good the Jets offense has been now with Mike White. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, how are they going to do on the road once again in a very tough environment? Last week they played on the road in Minnesota. Now you're going back on the road again, but you're going up against, but you're going in one of the more tougher environments in all of the NFL. So. Anyways, y'all, as you all know, we still have one more game before we wrap up week 14 as we're going to go now to Monday Night Football at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. We have Mac Jones and the New England Patriots whose offense went right back to being just horrendous. You know, the week prior on Thanksgiving against the Minnesota Vikings, they looked really good. We're able to throw the football really well, run the football pretty well. And then, well, last week against the Buffalo Bills on Thursday Night Football, they just couldn't do anything. I mean, <laughs> it just they went right back to where they should not have been. But obviously having guys like Matt Patricia and Joe Judge giving you play calls is not really a good recipe to win. But now they're going on the road in Glendale to take on the Arizona Cardinals, who offense continues to struggle. You know, luckily for the Cardinals, they're coming off a bye week, so they're at least a little bit rested. And, you know, they still have Kyler Murray. They still have DeAndre Hopkins. They still have James Conner, who's still a pretty solid running back. So in this game between the Cardinals and Patriots, as much as the Patriots, you know, they're sitting at 500. They still have a decent record. You know, the Cardinals are sitting at 4-8 and eight and have been arguably one of the more, more disappointing teams so far this year. It's, it's really hard for me to want to go against the Arizona Cardinals now. The Cardinals offensive line has struggled all year, right? And they're going up against the NFL sack leader and Matthew Judon of the Patriots, who has, I think, 13 or 14 sacks already on the year. So this is going to be no easy matchup for the Cardinals, right? The defense has got to step up tremendously if they're going to want to be able to win this game because if, they're, if, they, can, if they can stop the New England Patriots on offense, they can win the game easily because the Patriots, they'll give you under 20 points a game almost guaranteed. I mean, we were so shocked when we saw the Vikings put up, I think it was, was it 24 points, 25 points against the Minnesota Vikings. So in this game between the Cardinals and Patriots on Monday Night Football, I like the Cardinals at home. I know they don't have a good track record at home, but I think they will finally break it in this game. So give me the Arizona Cardinals over the New England Patriots as we now are going to wrap up all of our games from Week 14 of the 2022 NFL season. So guys, 
Thank you so much for listening in to today's preview episode. I hope y'all enjoyed. I hope y'all loved all of our quote-unquote in-depth analysis for every game. You know me, I'm not an expert or anything like that, but I try to make it so y'all can at least understand it from more of a normal point of view so you don't hear all these crazy stats and everything like that. But, you know, thank you guys so much for all your support. If you did enjoy today's uh, episode, please make sure that you stick around, follow the podcast, follow us on social media, like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure that we continue to grow the Cover 7 podcast so that I'm able to continue to do these things for you guys. So anyways, y'all, thank y'all so much from the bottom of my heart for being such amazing and great supporters. And I truly cannot wait to continue to make these for y'all. So anyways, y'all, I will see y'all back here on Tuesday next week as we'll have a recap of all of our games from week 14. So anyways, y'all, thank you so much for listening in, and I will see y'all then. Peace.